0: All right, friends, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know that I have a new class available. It's called Press Start on Your Brand Messaging. This class is designed, it's Zelda theme, and it is designed to help you develop your message through a messaging algorithm that I give you through the course of your journey. We have to pick a character. We have to pick a path. We pick your what victory looks like. And then we start talking about some very serious stuff in terms of the, you know, navigating through the wilderness of entrepreneurship or freelancing. And then we come across the big boss battle of dealing with the drama triangle and challenging and going through to the empowerment dynamic then we develop your message and you can use that message at networking events and be able to give your one sentence elevator pitch and and say like i help x do y and the people are like oh my god that's great that's fantastic how do i learn how to do more of that so uh go to bit.ly slash start message to press start on your brand messaging right now go do it please i love you okay Hey, everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like James and the Giant Peach. Uh, Frightening. Everything is just getting too big, too fast. It's it's too much. (laughs) Today on the show, I want to talk about the fear of the blank page. Uh, Why is it so scary to stare at a blank page, um, metaphorically as well as literally, when you're trying to create art, or you're trying to create a podcast, or you're trying to create a course, or you're trying to make something brand new? Why is it so scary to get going and just do the thing? Well, we'll talk about it after we hit the button and do the thing. Here on dopamine, let's go. Drums, please. <laughs> Hello friends, welcome back to Dopamine. Hope you're doing well, hope everything's Going okay. Even though it's not sunny outside, I hope your world is bright and sunny, and you're doing okay. Or if this annoys you, that's fine. You you'll be okay. It'll be fine. I got you. We're here. Mama Bear C notes got you. <laughs> we'll take good care of you. Oh man, uh, it's good to be back. I'm excited to keep recording and doing more things. I love when I sit in the chair, and it's just like I can think all day about wanting to do this podcast, but. And and be psyched out about it and honestly feel like, ugh, I don't want to record. I don't want to talk about things. I don't want to do all this. This is like too much work. It's going to take an hour of my time. I've got like, and then I have to do all the post-production afterwards. I got everything's just scary. And often really like the scariest part for me is like, what am I going to say? Most of the time, like I just, I have no idea. I have like a basic sort of magnet in the middle of the field as it were Uh, A term that I stole from Personality Hacker, which like I steal everything from Personality Hacker. Sorry, Joel and Antonia. I love you guys. Um, (laughs) They're influences of mine. Uh, You can call it stealing. I call it influence. It's all the same, honestly. And taking some of those ideas and basically the idea of the magnet in the middle of the field. I'll take the main idea that I'm talking about and I just sort of work around it. and I try to figure out the words that I'm, you know, coalescing about this topic. Because these are things that I'm usually thinking about for a while, and the hard part for me is putting the thoughts into reality, because they morph and change as they go from your brain to your mouth. And for me, they, they just kind of come out differently when like I throw in inflections in my voice, or I consider the fact that I'm li- talking to you, the listener, and you're going to have to hear it in a way that makes sense to you, not just makes sense to me. So that's like frightening. It's really scary to put that out there and go through this process of trying to figure out what it is I'm even going to say about these topics. So that's why I wanted to talk about the fear of the blank page, because for me, the fear of the blank page is often a fear of not having motivation. And we fear not having motivation because I think we've been sold this concept that motivation is this like external force that's going to come for us and it's going to like put the spark on our butt and we're going to like feel excited about doing the thing. Cause like motivation has come. Like I just, Oh my God, some essence, something from the universe, something from God or Buddha or Jesus or whatever. I don't know, whatever your thing is. And, um, star stuff, I don't know, maybe a supernova happened and now I can feel motivated. And <laughs> suddenly it's like, you're just like waiting as much as like, as much as we feel that, you know, we are in charge of our lives. There are so many moments where our brain just wants to be passive and our brain just wants things to come to us. And we want this magical moment to happen where, where something just, just pushes us forward into the uh, unknown. And, and we're like excited about it and we're slaying dragons and everything's amazing. And there's music and it's delicious. And, you know, it just, it, it's, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that that, that version of motivation does not exist. Okay, it does. It does exist. But it's not the thing that's going to help you day in and day out to do the thing that you want to do to create the thing that you want to create. That kind of motivation does not exist. That's why I say that. Because it's not something you should really hang your hat on. That's not something you should really hold on to as an idea that needs to happen for you to be a success to be creative to make things really the point of this is to make things. It's not even about success. It's just the idea that you have something you want to put out in the world and you need to make it. And often the motivation, the tricky thing about motivation is that motivation is not the igniter. And I think that is the confusing part, right? I don't think motivation is the spark. The spark is the idea. The spark is the thing that you want to make. The spark is like, the feeling that you get when you're just like, I need to create this or I need to share this or I need to put this out into the world. The idea that you've created or, or collected enough information or value from your existence or from the things that you're specifically researching. And now you can take all of those ideas and finally put it into something that you want to create and put into the world. That could be something as simple as a drawing. That could be a podcast. That could be, you know, that makes it sound like it's like super high stakes. When really that's just like the, the measure of what value is, you know, when you really think about it, value that you're creating when you're putting something out into the world, when you're making something, when you're creating something is a collection of everything you've done before. So that's really all that is. And you're, you're putting it into this powerful concentrated force that is you trying to make something. And that can be the, you know, the struggle of trying to put pen to paper and just trying to work it out. Maybe you have to work it out in real time. Maybe you have to process in real time. For me, I process process in real time. I don't write a script. I don't rehearse this podcast. I think about the topic for a while. And then I come out here and I just say like, okay, let's try to figure this out. And usually the process of me figuring it out is kind of getting into my flow state and it just kind of happens. And some episodes are good and some are not. But the fact that I put them out there, I think is the important part. Because in the process is when I start to feel motivated. I start to feel that propulsion. I start to feel like I have the rocket fuel underneath me that is excited about sharing these ideas and topics and concepts so that you can take them and run with them. That you can take it and go forth into the darkness and start slaying dragons and have the music and all that deliciousness, like I said before. (laughs) So that's really the the big thing is understanding that motivation comes after you start. Motivation is not going to be the thing that makes you start. So that is going to come with experience. That's going to come with you just trying and doing it. Right? So again, I want you to think about that formula that the spark is not just motivation. The spark is not this external thing that happens. The spark is the idea. The spark is the collection of the thoughts and values and uh, the concepts that you've been accepting influences in your life that you've been sort of processing in your mind. And now you're like, I want to make that, you know, so it's like me listening to a lot of pop punk growing up. I listen to that stuff and I'm like all right, I want to make my own versions of that. And then I hear more video game music and I want to make my own versions of that. Now I'm kind of mixing the two and I love what Anamonaguchi does with the type of pop punk, uh, catchy instrumental music that they make. And I want to do stuff like that a little bit, but I want to put my own like chunkier spin on it because I have a little bit of more of a goth sensibility when it comes to uh, music and tone and theme sometimes, right? I really love Alkaline Trio. I love there's a song on the new blink record called black rain. That is like that sort of vibe. It's got that goth coffins. Like Halloween is my favorite holiday. Like I love those moody vibes because there's just like creativity around the ideas of, of death and sickliness. And I don't know, there's just like this joy that's brought into difficult topics. And that makes me so happy. Right. And there's so much creativity that comes out of Halloween and those sort of vibes. So for me I'm marrying this punk rock sensibility my love for video games influences like green day onomana gucci blink 182 alkaline trio uh, all the pop punk things and then you know some other bands like rush that have great bass lines and other things in the past that have been influences on me things that I've just maybe heard in passing that I want to bring uh, a vibe to the, what I'm doing and then sort of playing in the process as well and you know going into the tool sets and playing with different uh, sounds and and different ways that things can kind of happen and sort of trusting my taste in the process and being motivated by that search being motivated by the fact that I'm in this I'm doing this this is a great process this is fun even though you're going to go through some, some really troublesome adolescent phases of creating things, there's still the idea that you're in it. And for me, at least, when I'm in it, I feel motivated to figure it out. I want to, to tweak. I want to try and keep going. I, mean, I know that's hard for a lot of uh, NP types in the Myers-Briggs system. I'm an INTP. It's hard to keep going with a project and finish it. And sometimes it is okay to just leave it aside if it's not working right? But don't leave it aside if it's too hard, right? There's a difference between it not working and it being hard, right? If it gets to the point where you feel like you're, you're mixing all the paint together and they're just getting muddy. And then that means you might need to just wipe your palette and start something new, start something fresh, right? It's not a procrastination of leaving it for later and saying like, I don't feel like it. It's not about not feeling like it. It's about identifying that this is not working and being able and willing to move on and move forward. So, some of that, to, to bring it all back, the, the fear of the blank page sort of comes from the, some main core concepts of really, honestly, it's about fear. It's about being afraid of so many different concepts or ideas. Like some people are even afraid of their potential. Some people are afraid to create things. Some people are crea- afraid to create something because there's a fear of success. There's a fear that if they start to, this thing starts to click for them and things start picking out, like taking off, that they can now have the assets to do other new things, or that they fear that they have to step up their game, and that's going to involve other growth, and that's going to be harmful, and that's going to hurt, or that might change their life, or that might uh, have a strain on their relationship. I know, especially for a lot of women who these days are, are there's are so many amazing women who are doing incredible, incredible creative work that are you know connecting culturally and selling things often to each other. And there's just this, this wonderful movement within female culture that uh, women are creating, empowering things for each other. And women as a whole are fearing a little bit more empowered than they used to. And there's probably still some of that fear or some of the challenges that come with a woman empowering herself to allow herself to make more money than her husband or her partner. And, feeling like that's going to make him inadequate or make him feel inadequate. And frankly, that's his problem. And he's got to learn to deal with that. But, (laughs) you know, but that, that fear is, is genuine. Like I understand based on sort of cultural norms that it can be a challenge for someone to feel like they are allowed to be a success. That's just one example, but, you know, allowing yourself to create is part of that fear of staring at the blank page, like what do I do next? And what if what I do next changes everything? that's frightening. And it's not that it's, you know, cause they're going to be good things. It's most likely going to be good things, but it's just the general fear of the unknown. And the blank page is like staring into a void. It's like, what do you do with this? Where do I go? What is, this could be my future. This could be <laughs> everything, you know, and putting so much stakes into this one blank page. It's not really fair for yourself to do that. It's not fair to the page to put so much pressure on that. You know, it's really, you're just creating right now, you're creating something, you're iterating, you're figuring it out. And that's really it. It's all about the process about being messy and letting things just be what it needs to be and not worrying so much about this thing, having to be the thing, this podcast episode, I've done 300 plus episodes, 320 episodes now, like I don't, I can't point to one episode that is the episode, at least not right now. Maybe there will be, I don't know, but at the moment you know, I'm just talking, I'm just making, and I'm just putting it out there because one thing might spark something. And I don't know which one thing that is, and it's not fair or uh, capable or possible for me to predict. If you want to stay up to date with the messiest drama on the Internet, or what about those crazy viral challenges, then be sure to tune in to TMZ Verified, the podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Seth, And each week we're either breaking down the spicy viral stories or we're hanging out with the most popular influencers around. Hannah Mojo is in the building. I don't even know if they're hating. They're probably just telling the truth, but we love the haters too. Sophia Franklin. Yeah, I mean, we can talk, but like, let's be real with each other, you know? Bryce Hall is here, y'all. Make some noise, people. I'm, I'm single, by the way. Right. So if you like viral drama, influencer culture, and just overall hot messiness, check out new episodes of TMZ Verified every Thursday right here on Spotify. T.I.A.A. is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, T.I.A.A. released Paper Right, new music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. what that's going to be so that was one of those things where I could probably have stopped the episode there I guess (laughs) because that kind of covers it for the most part this general idea that when you're staring at the blank page we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform and we look at it and we're like I need to make something awesome for myself, for my partner, for this. Maybe I'm putting on a gallery show. Maybe I need to share it with my followers and I just want people to like it. I want people to like me. And it's very normal. It's a very human thing to feel that, to want that, to want to go through that. That's very like I'm validating that for you. Like that is something that is genuine and it's very okay to have those feelings those are feelings that you need to work through you need to go through the process of that and you need to get comfortable with getting messy and sometimes that means making stuff and setting it aside you know or getting comfortable enough so that your bare minimum becomes something you are comfortable with sharing with the world and getting comfortable with sharing the messy process you know one of the beautiful things that uh, the internet allows is that we can show shorter videos or images of things and Generally, the culture around social media is starting to shift a little bit where people are becoming a little bit more comfortable with the idea of showing the in-betweens of life, right? It's no longer always just someone who's sitting on the edge of a mountaintop saying poetic words, which still very much happens all the time. People are still showing their highlight reel. People are still showing the best things that they're doing and not always sharing the the challenges and the in-betweens but more of us are sharing the challenges and the in-betweens. More people, especially if you start to follow artists and creators as opposed to people who are just trying to get attention, there's a difference between someone who is genuinely trying to create and that's not saying influencers and models and things like that can't create. They are definitely putting in a lot of work and being creative people. But if you are an artist and you have a particular medium, medium, say you're an illustrator, you should probably be following other illustrators so that you can see Often, a lot of illustrators are showing the process. They're showing the in-betweens of things. Sometimes they're showing sketches. Sometimes they're showing old projects that they they were maybe not (laughs) proud of or a little bit embarrassed by now. Uh, Sometimes they're showing or doing tutorials about how they think about things. And often you'll find that sometimes there's something that you can learn from them that you never thought of, or that there's something that they are doing. You're like, you know what? I do do that too. That doesn't make me any different than they are. And that's awesome. That, that kind of is compelling for you to create because you can feel comfortable with your process, that your process kind of matches their process. And now you're like, okay, well, what am I thinking? Like I should just keep making stuff. It's totally no problem. Right. Uh, I had that moment when I was, there's a video of Mike Shinoda and, um, uh, why am I? Uh, Mark Hoppus, uh, I blanked for a second. <laughs> There's a video of, of those two doing, um, songs together. They're basically doing this, um, anatomy of a song kind of thing. It was like a keynote or whatever. It was like 25 minutes of them talking about the song writing process. And they went through basically like messing with sounds and playing with like na na na's and kind of just throwing in filler language and, uh, just showing the process of playing with creating a song and seeing that process made me feel like I was not crazy <laughs> that, that I, that I was actually doing what the professionals are doing and that is playing and sort of feeling around the room and not knowing exactly what I'm going to end up with, but being focused on creating something. All I'm doing is just playing with sounds and trying to put them together and trying to create a narrative, trying to fill in a intro and a verse and a bridge and verse, bridge, chorus, whatever. And th- a lot of those, those kinds of artists are doing the same thing. And I don't know why I would feel that because I'm not quote unquote a success in that realm just yet that I am someone that doesn't deserve to consider myself an artist. And that's a problem that I've had generally these days is not considering myself an artist. And that's a weird thing to say because I've been creating art since I was 14, 13 years old, basically. I started out like doing Dragon Ball Z drawings and doing colored pencils and I would do pretty detailed stuff. And I eventually went to video and I did website design and I, I've, I've done design all of my life. And I think I understood that there's a little bit of nuance between an artist and a designer, but those things all overlap. There's a Season 2 of Abstract is out right now, which if you are an artist or creator, you should absolutely watch that. We still have one episode left, but we binge-watched basically five episodes yesterday. And um, I think that's why both of us are kind of cranky, Molly and I. We're kind of like, okay, we feel like we need to get to work, and we need to stop, like, dicking around, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, I'm here doing the podcast. She's at the studio. She went to go do a, um, actually, a physical therapy thing with for, for her shoulder Um, So she can get better and create again and she can go back to the studio for a little while and work on some things and kind of get her, you know, do her processing and I'm doing my processing. This is my version of processing all of these, some of the things that I collected from that. So those first few episodes are really incredible for Feeling in tune with not only optimism and the idea that there are great people doing great things in the world and thinking about big problems and big projects and really doing innovative work, not just artistically, but for the world that a lot of people are consciously thinking about things like climate change and humanity and perspective and really putting these ideas into forward thinking experimental places that are going to have implications in the next 20 Thirty years. And that's really cool to see, you know, sometimes we kind of like live and get stuck in the bubble of now of judging ourselves, feeling like you're not an artist or feeling like this blank page is scary, but it's cool to just know that there are people who are doing big things who have had the history of working for 20, 30 years. And one of the commonalities that I saw that I saw, I heard myself in my head getting upset at the notion <laughs> that, um, this person who was like super successful and they were doing okay. And they were making all sorts of money and they're, they're getting funding and stuff like that. And it's just upsetting to see how well people are doing sometimes (laughs) when you want to be doing better. Um, but they're just incredibly inspiring people. So I kind of listened to that with myself, but I also noticed some things too, that some people just have, you know, some people have, like I said, everybody has, like I've said in the past in this podcast, people have had different starting lines and goal lines in their life. Some people have had an advantage of maybe their parents were, um, were artists. You know, the first person had a father who was an artist and really pushed his creativity and his parents were both nurturing people. And the second person had was also very similar. Like they're both, both of her parents were architects and she ended up going into architecture and she had a, Uh, lovely influences and lovely family and very supportive people and sort of kept her into a uh, childlike wondrous mental state. Right. And it's really helped her to stay mentally focused. And none of these artists that I've seen in the show so far has expressed any sort of mental illness challenge or anything like that. And, um, there was one person who was a non-binary person. There's gotta be a better term for that. Um, there's like all the terms suck lgbt there's like so many different it's just a lot um <laughs> and then i can't even say queer because i i'm i grew up thinking queer was like a slang term so i'm like it's still weird for me to get used to saying that but she's a queer person who is um has had those challenges growing up and she doesn't talk to her father so like people have a varied it's a they have people have a myriad of challenges i'm not saying that these people in the first two had an advantage well they do they do have an advantage but it's not something to for me to feel bad about. It's not something for you to feel bad about. It's not something for you to say like, oh, well, of course they're successful. It's like, no, man. Even if you have a good starting line, doesn't mean you're going to be a success. There's no guarantees of success with anything, which is why we need to create and why we need to be comfortable calling ourselves artists and comfortable calling ourselves creative people because I feel like at the end of the day, people... Humanity is trying to get ourselves to a place where we are just creating all the time. I think that is our destiny as any kind of individual, any personality type, any experience that we are taking all of our collections of history and influences and all the things that we've learned and loved and known and putting those into some sort of creative endeavor. That is how we get out of a victim space in our lives. When we start to realize that we are capable of creating, we are capable of taking everything that we feel like has been This beating down challenge in our lives that includes our mental health, that includes our perceptions of our personality in relation to society, that includes our staring at the blank page and being scared of it, includes those notions of feeling inadequate in some sort of way and taking all of those feelings and putting it into something that for me has been 320 episodes of this podcast for me that's been starting to create youtube videos specifically for intps to help them navigate the world better because i did not have a coach or encouragement around intps until i was 32 right so the last two years i've been learning about my personality in relation to my mental health and all of that stuff so now I feel like I'm improving and having the opportunities to be a better person. And I want to help other INTPs to be able to see their potential and be able to grow in that way. And then I have to find ways to make money doing that, right? Cause I have to live and I have to eat and I have to pay the bills. So all of this is a challenge, you know, I'm trying to think of ways like, can I make, uh, can I make dopamine a nonprofit somehow, <laughs> you know, can I find some way to get grants? Can I find some way to get some sort of, um, other income going on. I hit the microphone. Sorry about that. You know, there's so I'm trying to explore creatively and find ways to push things forward so I can feel like I can just keep putting things out into the world and getting comfortable with that notion. It's about getting comfortable with the discomfort of everything. So to kind of wrap everything up, that's one of the big things that I got from Uh, particularly the second episode of abstract is that there is a commonality that a lot of people feel like you have to get really comfortable with the notion of just a little bit of fear, a little bit of stress, a little bit of, uh, loneliness, a little bit of discomfort, generally just a little bit, you know, those things are natural to the human experience. They propel us to be a little bit better when we're comfortable, when we're complacent, we don't want to make anything. Why would we want to make everything if everything's okay? Right, So we have to find something (laughs) that we want to improve, whether that's uh, the design in the world, whether that's engineering, whether that is art and beautifying the world, or whether that is some social cause that involves creativity and creative expression and actual problem solving, right? So those are all big things to go forth into and really give back to reality. Because again, like I've said in the last couple episodes now, I honestly feel that That creativity is the desire to give back to reality. And I think we all have that desire deep within us to create, to give back to reality. And the only way that you can give back to reality is to accept and understand that everything that you've experienced up to this point is something that reality has given you good or bad. All of the challenges, all of the things, even if you've had severe traumas and such intense difficulties, Those things can be reframed and rewired into gifts, not things that should have happened and life could be different and quote unquote better if those things maybe didn't happen sometimes, but they did. And taking the power back from those moments that maybe someone tried to take your power in some sort of way, and now you can harness the lessons from that. Maybe you learned some sense of boundaries. Maybe you learned how to love yourself a little bit more. Maybe you learned how to focus on something that wasn't that and put power into something that you wanted to create. Basically, that's what that is, is like harnessing this energy that you've gotten, whether it's positive or negative energy from from your previous uh, existence, everything before now, and trying to put that into something that is going to be put onto the blank page for you to create. So it's it's going to be messy. It's going to be incomplete. It's going to feel weird, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but that's the point. It's supposed to feel a little bit lonely. It's supposed to feel a little bit scary. It's supposed to feel discomfortable and uh, or uncomfortable rather. And it's supposed to be this place that you're just kind of sitting in and you're looking at it and you just start doing because the second you do is when the motivation comes and you start figuring out, okay, you know what? This line doesn't work here this doesn't work here. You know what? The next time I'm going to do this, I'm going to try this one and letting the pressure come off of your shoulders because the thing that you're going to make right now is not the thing that's going to represent you for the rest of time. There's so many opportunities for you to keep creating, to keep making things, to keep putting reality back into the world. And for me, again, I've made 320 episodes of this podcast and I've have a giant list of episodes that I still want to make. There's so many lessons from life that I want to share with you that, I just have to keep making stuff. I have so many times where I'm like, you know what? I should just stop the podcast. So many people are, I'm not getting as many listeners as I would like. Um, You know, this thing is not paying my bills. This thing is like, I don't know what this thing really is, honestly. But for me, it's, this is my creative expression. This is how I share how I feel with the world. This is how I put it out there. And this is how I process. And then I find other ways to express. I put it into the YouTube videos. I put it into some of the art that I make, that I'm trying to expand and make bigger pieces of, that uh, I put it into the music that I'm making and putting it into the love that I give to my partner and into the love that I give to my family and my friends and into the love that I want to give to my clients in my coaching practice and into the classes that I make in relation to dopamine as well, right? So all of that is the energy that i want to harness and that is what allows me that gives me the spark everything that's come before gives you that spark to create and that spark to create once you start making that becomes the motivation to sort of move things around and tweak them and look at them and then maybe you can work with people uh after the fact depending on your you know your desires if you want to work with someone to hone the craft or to build prototypes or to make something that's when you can really start to propel this thing and start to scrutinize it and then start to make it better and, you know, shave things off. Like, but really that process of after the spark, it's such a beautiful process. And you just have to let that happen. You have to write down your ideas. You have to start drawing when you get that idea. We have to start creating, you have to put yourself on a schedule, you have to create some sense of discipline for you to continue to create. You know, sometimes you just need to make things for the sake of making things, not making something for something. That's just as much of a note for myself as it is for you, right? I I have a tendency to want to make a entrepreneurial endeavor out of everything. And sometimes you just need to put something out onto the page. You know, kids will just create for the sake of creating because creating is how they learn making and playing and connecting things and trying stuff and getting the satisfaction of knowing that something worked. Or, you know, feeling that determination of trying to make something work. And then when it does, you're like, yes, this is fantastic. I made this. I'm super proud of it. And then getting comfortable with the idea that there is no end state, right? That is the hardest part. And probably a podcast on its own is this general idea that there is never exactly an end state when you are done creating your idea of your, your life is about collecting information and then processing it and putting it out into the world. That is what we do as human beings. That is your intent. That is why you exist. That is your purpose for being is to create after you've collected, processed, and then you create and put it back out into the world. That's why people can create skyscrapers and create visions of big companies and create visions of how to help people with nonprofits and 5k walks and how they serve their families and how they come up with all sorts of amazing books and concepts and podcasts and shows and, and artworks and and communities. Like all of this is the collection of people who are taking in information, processing it, and then putting it out for you to share and experience and appreciate. All right. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being a part of this show. I really appreciate you guys. So if you go to dopamine.life, you can listen to other episodes or check out some of the articles that I wrote. We also have a community there so you can leave some questions and I can kind of help you with that sort of stuff. And on there, there is also a link to our Myers-Briggs course, which is a free beginner's course to help you understand uh, the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator to help you sort of in your personal growth journey. And uh, I also have cosmic calibration for the INTPs in the crowd. Um, So bit.ly slash cosmic INTP, all lowercase as my, audio course for intps to sort of share a lot of my musings specifically around intps and then you can look us up on youtube there's and you can find me on uh, all the social medias at let's go c note and connect with me there if you have any specific questions there's also a button in the description to send a message and you can send a voice message into the podcast and if you want your question read on the air i can put that up or you can just ask me privately just say whatever whatever it is and i'm happy to help you out And i also do coaching so the coaching that i do which i'm trying to get better at deliberately saying what it is that i do i help you define your message purpose focus and connection point and how you are able to put your vision out into the world so it's kind of like a peer-to-peer support sort of thing so i can do single sessions we can do multiple sessions if you need to just start an idea if you need help on your message if you need help on your branding you need help on your marketing or you just need help on your your understanding of value and sales and stuff like that we can separate those into a la carte things or we can do the whole thing like there's there's a lot that we could do around coaching and working with me directly so if you're an intp that's one thing that i offer and then also if you are someone that is doing uh, any kind of business endeavor or trying to do your own coaching or trying to connect with people in some sort of fashion. I help with help people to, I help creators develop the courage, wisdom, and power using the dry force of creativity to help them unlock the desire to keep creating every day. That's basically what I do. So connect with me there at let's go see, Note. to ask me questions. If you're not sure I can certainly, um, you know, answer what I can. So thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.